When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, Bitcoin price hits $27,000 and new nine-month high as the Fed injects $300 billion. Now check this out. In 2008, Iceland let its three largest banks collapse and instead supported its citizens, prosecuted the fraudsters responsible for the mismanagement, and became the largest contributor for Bitcoin hash rate per capita. Also in today's show, breaking news, SVB Financial Group files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. That's right. Also, billionaire Mike Novogratz predicts credit crunch amid banking crisis and says that Bitcoin and crypto fit for the moment. Also in today's show, Bitcoin is beating Warren Buffett's crypto bet in 2023. We'll also be discussing how chat GPT-4 would spend $100 in crypto trading, ultimately meaning which crypto would they invest in. Also in today's show, Fidelity Investments has opened Bitcoin trading to millions of people during the ongoing banking crisis. Mass adoption. Let's go. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone, to podcast episode number 1223. I am your host, JV, and today is March 17th, 2023. And you got to love it. Taking a look here at the market, Bitcoin already tapped 27,000, setting a new high for the year, and is currently up 6% at the time of this recording currently trading above twenty six thousand four hundred dollars and as you can see ether up almost three percent trading at seventeen hundred dollars and just overall gains which is a good sign and checking out cryptomarketcap.com we can see the current crypto market cap back above 1.1 trillion with about 82 billion in volume in the past 24 hours now look at this stat the bitcoin dominance on the climb from about 44 percent yesterday to now 45.3 percent you gotta love it with the ether dominance at 18 0.7%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. IMX up 16%, trading out $1.39, followed by Block Stacks up about 15%, trading out $1.05, followed by CFX up 12%, trading at $0.32. Cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. As you can see here, we have Stacks up 18%, IMX up almost 20%, and CFX up over 15%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're back in neutral with a 51. Yesterday, was a 52 last week a 34 in fear and last month a 53 which is neutral how many of you are pretty pumped up for the bitcoin price soaring to hit 27,000 i would bet 30,000 is 
obviously not too far away, roughly $3,000. That's the next logical target and resistance for the King Crypto to break. But now let's break down the latest technical analysis. Check it out. Bitcoin hit new nine-month highs on March 17th as the latest events in the growing United States banking crisis boosted the crypto markets, as you can see here in the Bitcoin. One-hour candle chart looking bullish as what? Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin hitting $27,000 and 25 bucks on Bitstamp before the consolidation. And a catalyst for fresh upside had come in the form of the Fed's balance sheet data overnight, this showing almost $300 billion being injected into the economy as part of the banking crisis response. The event effectively undid months of liquidity removal under the Fed's QT, which is quantitative tightening, and commentators were quick to call the restarting of the opposite phenomenon, which is quantitative easing. Quoting the Wolf of All Streets, they'll tell you it's not QE, but the numbers don't lie. Roughly half of the reduction from a year of quantitative tightening has been erased in a single week. Bitcoin thus followed a strong performance for U.S. equities the day prior. As market commentators shared, belief was there that the uptrend could continue despite stocks per Producing sideways action on the day, quoting stock money lizards, Bitcoin is trying to fly. This resistance line will break sooner or later. And lo and behold, we broke. Now, also quoting crypto analyst me Calvin A. Pop, Chopperino land on Bitcoin, which means that we'll probably have some sideways structures. Needs to hold 26,000. If that holds, 28 to 30,000 is next. If it loses 26, I'm punting around 25 for some longs. Relatively easy to understand. Now let's discuss Arthur Hayes' uh, input on this in the extensive dissection of current Fed behavior and its potential consequences. Hayes concluded the Bitcoin was a firm haven in contrast to stocks. Quoting him here, for me and my portfolio, I am large largely done trading stonks. What's the point? I generally buy and hold and don't trade around my positions that frequently. If I believe what I wrote, then I am signing myself up for the underperformance he revealed. If there is a short-term trading opportunity where I think I can earn some quick fiat ducats, then take my profit and buy more Bitcoin, I will do it. Otherwise, I am liquidating most of my stock portfolio and moving it into crypto. Now, Hayes added that there were always a chance that he could be wrong about Bitcoin's upward trajectory and that adjustments to his strategy would follow should that be the case. So there you have it. And now for an interesting fact, and this is being called the tweet of the month, according to the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, in 2008, Iceland let its three largest banks collapse and instead supported its citizens, prosecuted the fraudsters responsible for the mismanagement and became the largest contributor for Bitcoin hash rate per capita. Pretty sweet. What if they did that here in the United States? Instead of bailing them out, they actually did the right thing for the citizens and punish the central bankers involved in the scheme. You know what I mean? Hang the bankers, as Max Kaiser would say. I think that would fix a lot of our problems. But nonetheless, now let's dive into the latest news of just came out today that SBB has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Lo and behold, that's right. Check this out. Troubled SVB Financial Group has filed a voluntary petition for a court supervisory organization under Chapter 11 and the U.S. Bankruptcy Court to preserve value, announcing the news March 17th today. SVB said that the funds of its venture capital arm, SVB Capital, and the broker-dealer, SVB Securities, as well as funds of general partner entities are not included in the bankruptcy proceedings. The entities will continue to operate in the ordinary manner, while SVB Financial Group proceeds to explore strategic alternatives for its businesses. Now, SVB Financial also emphasized that the company is no longer affiliated with Silicon Valley Bank or the bank's private banking and wealth management services, SVB Private. The bank's successor, Silicon Valley 
Bridge Bank is operating under the jurisdiction of the FDIC and is not included in the Chapter 11 filing. According to the SVB Group's estimations, the firm has $2.2 billion of liquidity in addition to cash and its interest in SVB Capital and SVB Securities, and the firm has other valuable investment securities accounts and other assets for which it is also exploring strategic options. SVB's group-funded debt is around $3.3 billion aggregate principal amount of unsecured notes, which are only resources to SVB Financial Group and have no impact on the SVB Capital or SVB Securities. That announcement notes the SVB Group also has $3.7 billion of preferred stocks. Now, SVB Group aims to deploy the court-supervised process to evaluate strategic alternatives for SVB Capital, SVB Securities, and its other assets, SVB Group's Chief Restructuring Officer, William said, adding the following, the Chapter 11 process will allow SVB Financial Group to preserve value as it evaluates strategic alternatives for its prized businesses and assets, especially SVB Capital and SVB Securities. So there you have it. I mean, the bank runs are going to continue. And it's interesting that the Fed doesn't even have enough to bail them out because didn't they just print $300 billion and the bank is still filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy? Very interesting to say the least, which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss the ongoing credit crunch uh, we're undergoing right now. Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novogratz is warning that the problems currently plaguing the banks are wide and deep-seated. Novogratz says in a new CNBC interview that there's going to be a credit crunch globally based on what some leading indicators are suggesting, quitting the billionaire here, the commodity market is telling you, oil market is telling you, we are heading into a recession. We are going to have a credit crunch in the U.S. and globally. And according to the Galaxy Digital CEO, the credit crunch will be caused by banks reducing lending activity as they rebuild their capital basis after a fall in deposits triggered by depositors' fears over the safety of their assets. Ultimately, the bank run, quoting him here, now you've got a market that's going to get into a uh, go into a credit crunch. How do banks rebuild capital? They lend less. And so are you going to see a credit crunch happening in the U.S.? And that's starting to get priced in the market in a dramatic way. And while foreseeing the interest rates, they are likely to fall in the near term after a series of hikes, says Novogratz. And he also says that the creation of Bitcoin was inspired by loose monetary policies such as the ones that are about to set in. Facts, quoting him again, fixed income, commodities will tell you we are headed to a recession. Federal Reserve Chairman Powell should pause and will be cutting rates sooner than we think. And so that's a huge difference in psychology. It's got Bitcoin and Ethereum on the move. If there was ever a time to be in Bitcoin and crypto, this is why it was created and is because the governments print too much money whenever the pain gets too great. And we are seeing that. Pretty factual if you were to ask me. And to watch this video he did on CNBC, check the show notes below the video in the description. And guess what? As the money printer continued to go, it couldn't be a better bullish sign for the king. You feel me? With that being shared, now let's discuss the latest of what's going on with Mr. Warren Buffett. Remember that bet? Well, check it. In 2023, Bitcoin and Kathy Wood's Coinbase investment are finally outperforming Warren Buffett's popular crypto bet in Brazil's fintech giant, Nubank. That's right. As of March 17th, the Bitcoin price is up nearly 55% year to date, probably closer to 60% from the high of 27,000. But in comparison, Nubank has risen by only 26%. Meanwhile, another crypto exposure asset 
asset named Coinbase stock has seen the biggest rebound of the three rising over 100% year to date. So shout out to Kathy Wood. Nevertheless, Buffett's investment has fared better than coin over the past 12 months. As of March 17th, uh, new bank is down 38% year over year compared to coins, 61%, nearly equal to Bitcoin's 37% losses in the same period. Now, Buffett's investment firm, Berkshire Hathaway, purchased a dollar or $1.5 billion worth of the class of new bank stock in two separate rounds in July of 2021 and February of 2022. The news came as a surprise to many since Buffett is a well-known crypto critic and new bank offers crypto trading services via one of its wings called New Crypto. So ultimately what we're saying, he's an, a hypocrite. And in May of 2022, the bank said it would allow uh, allocate 1% of its net assets into Bitcoin. This move reinforces the company's conviction of the Bitcoin and current future potential in disrupting financial services in the region, New Bank said. But despite New Bank's crypto exposure and New Bank's price decline, Buffett has not sold a single share, according to Berkshire Hathaway's annual earnings report. Now let's discuss Kathy Wood doubling down on coin this year. The same cannot be said about Coinbase's earnings in 2022, with its 57% drop in year-over-year revenue. But ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood appears unfazed by continuing to buy coin shares via her ARK Next Generation Internet ETF and ARK Innovation ETF in 2023. The coin buys in particular account for roughly 30% of all the stock purchased thus far this year. Now, comparing Bitcoin's price performance with the market debut of Coinbase and Nubank Holdings reaffirms that Bitcoin not only regularly outperforms stocks, but also crypto exposure stocks. And although expectations have been seen, such as the Bitcoin mining stock boom in 2021, overall, hodling Bitcoin is proving to be a better strategy year over year and likely with more upside potential than traditional stocks. I agree with that. 100%. I don't even dabble with traditional stocks. Why? Because there's Bitcoin and there's no better investment, in my humble opinion. But let me know how y'all feel in the comments below. And at the end of the show, we'll be reading all of those comments out loud. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day. And that's ChatGPT, what they would do if they had $100 to invest into crypto trading. And this is also uh, quite interesting. So check it. ChatGPT4, which is the latest version of the AI chatbot ChatGPT, believes events of the last seven days could be bullish for the king crypto and Ether and Cosmos, according to the AI uh, trading experiment run by Cointelegraph. The experiment is aimed at understanding GPT's four potential biases towards certain cryptos, how the event of last week could impact investment decisions, and whether it can adjust strategy to eventually turn a profit. The experiment began on March 17th, instructing the chatbot to allocate $100 to make as much money as possible in the shortest time. The prompt had to be written in a way so that GBT would be comfortable giving out the trading instructions. As GBT4 knowledge and training is current only to September of 2021, Cointelegraph felt that with the year end roundups for 2021 and 2022, along with the market news and most read stories over the past seven days to understand how it would invest based on the most recent events, it noted that the current state of the crypto market has been volatile with various factors, including influencing the prices. Quoting them here, the recent Silicon Valley bank and signature bank failures have led to increased uncertainty of the financial sector. This situation, combined with regulatory pressure and macroeconomic factors, has contributed to fluctuations in the crypto prices. And with the context in mind, its advice to allocate the $100 involved the following $50 into Bitcoin, $25 into Ethereum, $15 into Cosmos slash Atom, and $10 to NFT and Web3 related projects. 
Very interesting. And on Bitcoin, GBT4 said that despite the short-term volatility and recent price drop, it still has strong long-term potential, quoting them here. The overall trend shows the Bitcoin acts as a safe haven during times of financial instability, such as the recent Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank failures. And additionally, Bitcoin's dominance is nearing 50%. And some analysts predict a move towards $100,000. You damn skip it. And meanwhile, ChatGPT4 suggested that Ethereum's upcoming Shanghai upgrade could strengthen its dominance and benefit liquid staking providers, quoting them here. Ethereum's price is also showing signs of recovery, making it a suitable addition to the portfolio. The chatbot then recommended allocating 15 bucks to Cosmos due to Cosmos' launch of interchain security, which could create potential growth opportunities. For Adam, quoting them here, it's a a promising project in the blockchain space, and the launch could attract more investors. And it also instructed Cointelegraph to put six bucks into Decentraland, given interest in virtual worlds and NFTs continues to grow, and four dollars into Chainlink. Quoting them here, with the growing adoption of Web three and decentralized apps, the demand for reliable off-chain data will continue to rise. Chainlink's Link token is used to pay for services within the Chainlink ecosystem, making it a good investment as the need for Oracle services expand. Now, Cointelegraph made the purchases on an exchange immediately after and is now tracking the fund's performance using a portfolio tracker. All very interesting. Now, this is an ongoing experiment. Keep in mind, and more updates will be shared in the future. And at the end of the experiment, any proceeds will be donated to a charity of the community's choice. But I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments below on the uh, diversification of that $100 being invested into those cryptos. Do you think that is a wise choice by ChatGPT? Or would you diversify differently? Let me know. And again, I'll read all of your comments out loud at the end of the show. And now for the moment, you have all been waiting for. Let's discuss this mass adoption as now over 30 million customers have access to buy and sell crypto, including Bitcoin through the Fidelity platform, with Fidelity being one of the largest asset managers in the world next to the BlackRock. That's right. Customers of Fidelity Investments can now buy through the broker, uh, Bitcoin. The Fidelity crypto platform first opened a waitlist back in November of 2022 and is now available to the public. As of yesterday, customers are able to buy and sell Bitcoin, although they will not be able to transfer it to a self-custody wallet where the user controls their private keys. That is a huge thing to keep in mind. During the launch of the waitlist, there was mention of this ability to come later, but no detail or roadmap has been provided beyond that. So you can't self-custody your assets from the Fidelity platform. You have to keep it on their platform. And as we know, not your keys, not your cheese, right? And when trading, customers will not be charged a fee, but instead a 1% spread, which Fidelity has defined as the difference between the price at which you buy or sell your crypto in your Fidelity crypto account and the price at which Fidelity digital assets fills your order. This spread will be visible in the client execution price. Now, trading will only be available to U.S. Uh, investors and residents over the age of 18 in eligible states, so not worldwide. And Fidelity's foray into crypto has not been without criticism, with a group of senators stating in a letter to the financial arm, Fidelity Investments has opted to expand beyond traditional finance and delve into the highly unstable and increasingly risky digital asset market, as if, you know, the USD market wasn't risky, you know what I mean? But that seemingly hasn't stopped Fidelity, so good for them. While their introduction of the service to the public may be welcomed, it is specific during moments like the current 
current banking crisis, that extra emphasis should be placed upon self-custody. Trust in institutions that are exceptionally large, similar to Fidelity, is what has led to the fiasco seen over the last week. So while Fidelity is often regarded as a highly trusted institution, it should still be noted that trusted third parties are security holes facts, and that the only way for a true way to the sovereign use of Bitcoin is through the holding of one owns private keys. And I bet everyone listening today would absolutely agree with that. So, you know, that's the catch. It's a catch 22. So hopefully you investors demand fidelity, offer self-custody. Otherwise, why would you want to invest, you know, using their platform? You know what I mean? And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.